This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football is our religion. The One Call Stadium is our church. And despite questions being asked... Nigel Clough is still the God we choose to believe in. By name, I am your priest and this is your Sunday sermon. Are we sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. A long trip to Exeter ends in defeat for Mansfield Town and after Tuesday night's turnaround against Port Vale, many hoped it would be the long journey home with all three points joining us on the coach. Alas, the Stags had other ideas. When Port cleaned through, Jordan Bowery squandered a great chance to make it 2-0. And Exeter then sees the initiative to turn the game on its head and ensure that Mansfield Town's run without a win goes on for one game more. More questions were asked at the full-time whistle. Mainly, when will Nigel Clough stop blaming his players and stop referencing James Perch and the fact he's missing? It's time to move on. There are many frustrations which are bubbling and boiling inside. It's time for us to all have our say on our team. So get involved in the comments right now. Let us know your angers, your frustrations. Let us know your positives too. It's a balanced show where everybody can have their say on what's going off on the pitch and what they think is going off inside the dressing room too. It's clear that there's problems and as stags drop into the bottom too, we need those problems to be solved. So let's try and put the world of Mansfield to write right here on the Sunday Sermon, the show for the fans, by the fans, because no matter how far, no matter the result, Mansfield Town will always, always matter. This is the Mansfield Matters Podcast.
Context, clarity and calm are three words I think are needed for tonight's podcast. Context we shall give you. Clarity will try. Calm. Good luck with that. Mansfield Town lose 2-1 away at Exeter City yesterday, making the long drive home for all of us very, very uh, difficult to endure and frustrating as we watch Nigel Clough's post-match comments come in. But... Here on the show for the fans, by the fans tonight, we'll try and give our views on it, uh, give our take and uh, get yours as well. As always, come and have your say on your team and get involved in the comments right now. I can already see uh, a lot of you uh, doing so as well. Joining me to try and go through all of these comments tonight and try and make some sense of Mansfield Town's nightmare. We've got Nathan Edge. A very good evening to you. Evening. How are we doing? Well, I was all right until three o'clock yesterday. And Clive Parkin as well. We've got you as well. How are you doing tonight? Are you recovered from yesterday's long journey yet? Yeah, it was a long day. Made only enjoyable by your bingo game. Full house. There you go. God, that's uh, how bad it must have been. If, 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 if Craig's highlight of the day was bingo, Jesus, that was a bad game. I mean, I'm going to make it worse for you, mate. I know how you love him. We had a quiz on the way back. Uh, more on that later on in the show. As always, we want you to get involved, so please do uh, in the comments right now. I'm going to scroll through uh, some of them in just a minute. Just let them uh, a few more of them uh, come in. Uh, first and foremost, though, uh, I want to just bring some clarity to the show. Earlier on, on our Facebook and, social, on, and Twitter social media pages, we put a bit of a post out that we were frustrated with Nigel Clough throwing his uh, players under the bus. Yes, that is true. I also said... Um, that we were a little bit annoyed with uh, the fact he didn't recognise the fans. Now, I want to make this clear. He has thanked the fans for their support. He did so last week, twice actually on Monday and on Tuesday. But as somebody took pleasure in pointing out to me, um, you know, perhaps context is needed. The post which we put out this morning was clearly a hook for today's post to talk all about Exeter City. And yesterday for me, Clive, there was little recognition from Clough. There was a little clap at the end before he scurried off down the dugout back into the dressing room to no doubt uh, give the hairdryer treatment to his players. But in the post-match interview, he was served the perfect opportunity to thank the, what, 191 that went down to Exeter yesterday. He didn't do it. And that frustrated not just me, but a lot of people on the coach, including yourself. Yeah, I mean, I can understand the bloke being frustrated. and I think it's in his style to have a bit of a sulk and a bit of a strop when it... When it... It suits him. Um, but there's times that professionalism comes to the surface. And one of the things that you'd expect of uh, of the manager of, the, of any football team is to recognise the efforts that some very loyal fans are putting themselves to. Um, you know, it was a whole day out. I was up at five o'clock in the morning, didn't get to bed till midnight. Um, and there was no joy going back as, as a result of the game. So you've got to go along and say, look, I recognise that. Um, and he was given, as you say, he was given the, an absolute cue by our uh, regular interviewer. Um, set it up for him, good style, and he threw it, he, he threw it to the corner. He didn't do it, um, and I think that uh, it was either done deliberately. If it was, there's no forget. I can't forgive him for that. If it wasn't deliberate, then it was a lack of um, professional manners. Yeah, I can certainly see him being frustrated enough after the game, Nathan, to want to get everything out. But uh, you know, it's at the end of the interview. You've had time to reflect on it. You know, you're a good four or five minutes in. It's a good opportunity to thank those who did take the time. Because like Clive said, you know, there was a lot of people who were up at 4am yesterday, five or so hours on a coach with a little bit of a stop um, as well. The same going backwards. It's pretty much, you know, a good chunk of your weekend out of the window and not to have a, a word of thanks or a word of recognition. 
is it's just a bit of it's like a bit of a body blow, isn't it? It's a little jab in the gut. Yeah, I mean, um, I kind of understood it a little bit at the Northampton game because he got a bit of stick from you know a decent amount of the crowd, and I know crowd you know, they're, they're they're more than in their rights to make their their views heard to you know to a certain extent, but um, you can kind of understand it from a human view to 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 go over to to that crowd and try and and give them applause and things. It, it's probably not very easy to do when you're getting a stick from the from the terrace. But then I you know there was none of that from what I I mean I was obviously I wasn't there myself, but um I was so I was listening to it on the on the radio, but didn't hear any of that from the terrace on uh you know on on Saturday. So um there should have been nothing stopping him from from going over and giving uh, you know the appreciation to the to the fans and like I said he had the perfect opportunity in the um you know in, in the press match conference afterwards but I mean it, it could have been an accidental thing but either way it's just another one of those things that adds to this when people are already frustrated it gives those cuff out brigade more ammunition really it gives them more reason to to to, to mark a, a a cross against his name which is not what it, it needs to be doing more to try and rally the fans to get behind them at the minute not do things to to annoy them more yeah, and Nathan, you're spot. You're sorry to interrupt you, Craig. Nathan, you're spot on. There was no, um, there was no booing from the uh, the crowd of Mansfield fans that made the journey yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think one of the few benefits of having the more difficult journeys is it weeds out some of the so-called supporters that like to boo. There was none of that there. Um, we were very supportive, albeit vastly outnumbered, of course. Um, and I, you know, it's a credit to be amongst those people in those circumstances. So. But whether we win, lose, or draw, I just think it's a it's a polite thing to do. Yeah, I mean to be fair, let's. I'm going to give a bit of credit before I forget, Clive, because we, you know, we watched the players uh, go into the ground before the games. So we did a little bit of a pre-live talking about our new signing. More on him uh, later. And the goalkeeping case, uh, Seamus, he, you know, came up to us and and thanked us for for travelling down the long way. And we did have a little bit of a, 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 a you know chat with Cluffy, but. He just wanted to talk about his journey, didn't he? He said nightmare down yesterday. I'm like, Cluffy, come on. You've just got off a executive coach with ample legroom and stayed overnight in the hotel. Did you, Was you up at four o'clock this morning? No, you weren't. Move on, son. Move on. Right, come on. Let's delve into some of these comments before I go in uber ramp mode. Uh, less than... Um... 15 minutes in let's delve into some of your guys comments again they're flooding in so if i do miss them if i do miss them out i apologize i might miss some of them out because they're repeating what we've already said in the show um but please don't let that discourage you from uh, from getting involved uh, and having your say. That is exactly what this forum is for. Not everybody will agree with your opinion. Not everyone will agree with my opinion, with Nathan's, with Clive's, um, with Cam's when he bothers to turn up and not watch Holly Oaks. Um, that's the whole beauty of watching football. That's the whole beauty of this forum. So uh, let's delve straight into it and let's kick off with this one uh, from Roy, who says, saw it coming um, at Christmas. Um Saw it coming this Christmas when he bottled it after Christmas when he got us uh, into a good position, but he had a terrible January window. Uh, now we look conference bound after a summer um, window. Um, Taras says, who I met uh, last week, he says, uh, Craig, the irony from Clough um, that the club is demoralised is not helped by the fact he consistently comes out and publicly criticised uh, his players. We're all the board in all of the, all of this. The silence is deafening. Look forward uh, to listening uh, later on. So yeah, let's uh, touch upon that, Clive, uh, for a second because I know you're not an advocate of this. You, in fact, it, it highly frustrates you uh, the way in Clough uh, demoralises his players um, in some people's view after uh, the game. From my perspective, I think um, 
it's a, a tactic which managers can sometimes use to get a response. But in today's world of football, it only works, perhaps uh, only lands one out of 10 times rather than the, the, the nine out of 10 it used to back in the uh, back in the day. And uh, I know you uh, have very strong views on this. And again, yesterday it was James Clark and Ryan Burke who took a lot of the flack. Yeah, I consider it to be a, a dubious man management technique anyway. But it's not only that, he's overused it. Almost every game when he's disappointed, he feels the need to call out either by name or by implication individual players. And players at a stage of their career where they can ill afford that lack of confidence being placed on them. So I think that's unprofessional. I'm not a professional football manager. I'll bow to his superior knowledge. I just don't like it. Yeah, I agree. Nathan, what's your uh, what's your take on it? Uh, Clive took the words out of my mouth to, to the to, to say that it's being used to it's, it's happening too much. You know, we, we go back to really the first time it happened, and that was Kel Gordon, wasn't it? After was it Bradford? Um, so we're going really early in the in the season where um, you know he was he was he was called out quite a lot that game, and at that time we were saying, all right, you know, he's a lot of people were sort of supporting it and saying he's come out and he's being strong against a player to maybe get a reaction out of them. But the problem is it's then been every week. It's been somebody else. It's been, been Hewitt or it's been, uh, like say the wingbacks or somebody else targeted <clears throat> indirectly, sometimes even indirectly, but you, it's obvious who it is. And I, I think it's just happening too much and it's not, it's not clearly not affecting effective because it's not getting a positive re- reaction from any of the players. Uh, Peter says, look at Clough's previous clubs and it's uh, his style to rag off players uh, in public. Martin says, Clough did applaud the fans uh, after the game. See photo and he sent a link. Not denying that he didn't applaud the fans after the game. We're saying uh, to clarify and to provide clarity on our our point. Yes, he praised the fans Monday and Tuesday uh, in his press conferences, as no doubt he will do later on in the week. uh, I hasten to add when we uh, preview uh, the next game. Um, at home to Tranmere, it will probably praise the fans. But what our point was at the top of the show, if you missed it, to be clarif- to be clear, to clarify, um, is um, that he had the opportunity directly after the game to sort of soften the blow a little bit for those fans who had to make the five-hour journey home. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, what else have we got from Ashley, who says, how does Bowery get a game? It baffles me every time. Uh, Stuart says, Bowery is a waste of a shirt. Um Back to Clough and Russell says that he said that he did the same at, at Northampton as well. No thank you and rang off down the tunnel. Uh, Mark has been in touch. He says, I think his comments after the match angered me more than the result. To call out the two young fullbacks like uh, like that is going to strip them of any remaining confidence they had. If a player has had a mare, fair enough. They need a rollick in. But save it for the dressing room. I personally think Clark has done really well in difficult circumstances. Clough's man management skills seem... Uh, to have a lot to be desired, uh, and that and his recruitment, but that's um, been a uh, been spoken about um, a lot. Um, let's talk about recruitment for a second, um, and we'll come back to some more comments in a minute. Because Nathan, uh, yesterday we did uh, recruit a player. It came out of the blue. John Joe O'Toole signs on a short-term deal um, until January of, of next year, 2022. Former Burton, shock, um, also Northampton, where most people will know him from. Uh, had a number of other clubs as well. He's been training recently with, uh, clubs mentioned after the game, um, the likes of, I think, Warsaw and Stevenage. What do you make of his, of his addition? Can play at centre-back, can play midfield, 33 years of age, ticks the boxes which we want a ticking on deadline day. 
it takes a couple of boxes for me. Um, I mean, time will tell with it. Obviously, let's let's see what he what he can do. Uh, my question marks are: Why did Walsall and Stevenage not want him? You know, is it, you know <laughs> that kind of concerns me a little bit. Um, the next sort of thing is: uh, Is he? I mean, you're right. It takes a boxing experience, and obviously, we we are desperate for defenders. And if you're going to get people on free agents, these are the type of players you're only going to get. You're not going to go and get, um, you know. Your players in their prime, or the players that are sort of asked by other clubs, you kind of have to settle for what's out there. So it's good that we brought somebody in to add to those positions that are desperately, desperately needed. Um, yeah, I just think I never liked him when we played against him, and not because he was a good player, mm. just because he was one of those, you know, a bit of an arsehole, really. He, was, he, he likes a yellow and a red card. Uh, yeah, I don't think his discipline is going to be that great. Uh, you know, players can change. Who knows? But he's thirty-three. Maybe that won't be a problem when he when he puts on a Mansfield Town shirt. I hope I hope not. But our discipline this season hasn't been great as it is from players that you'd expect to be better from. I'm just not expecting that much from him in that department either. But I'm hopeful he'll he'll um, just be a bit of cover for what we need, what we need. Well, this brings on my next argument, Clive. Really, because you know we've been missing players in in certain positions, and you know, fair enough if if it's Clough's way of sort of saying we've got issues at fullback and he can't fix them and he's not happy enough to to play James Clark and, and Ryan Burke there, no matter our opinions on it, he's the manager. He's had time to to work on playing a different system, perhaps not so much um, in the, the days which have gone by because we had a game Tuesday. We probably wouldn't have trained Wednesday. We would have trained Thursday and then obviously tra- trained lightly and then travelled down on, on Friday. So not a lot of time to work on anything. But this week we have got a full week. It's clear our formation at the minute isn't working. If we've not got the fullbacks available, the, the ones he named, we haven't got one available in James Perch, as we well know. Elliot Hewitt, we don't know how long he'll be out for. Um, Kel Gordon probably won't be ready um, for the weekends uh, either. I'm not sure about McLaughlin on the other side. We could change it up now and go with three at the back. And by bringing um, John Joe O'Toole in, he's another option back there for a back three, potentially, of Rawson, um, Hawkins and O'Toole. And you've got Forrester there to try and back that up. Would that not balance out and give Clough another option to try and, you know, eradicate these problems, which he keeps highlighting um, in his post-match press conference and therefore, you know, maybe give us an option to go forward and change our style, which is clearly needed? Yeah, I mean, you can't keep lamenting the fact that we're shipping goals that are coming in from the wings and, and from crosses unless you find a way of, of closing those down. Yeah, sure, the fullbacks could could be at blame for the goals yesterday. Also, the keeper should have been better with the second goal. Um, but uh, where was the midfield cover? You know, these lads have been exposed too much in that game. Exeter City were a better side and they were they were raiding at will down the wings yesterday. And it didn't take a, a, a seasoned football manager to see that. And, and therefore, even during the game, we, were, we, were, we needed to reshape. We had a midfield that was doing nothing because it didn't get the chance to do anything. So we were playing rearguard football. Everybody was hoiking the ball away. And it looked, it looked exciting and efficient if, it, if they didn't beat it. But they did. And, uh, and so I just think that the shape's all wrong for the sort of football he's trying to play now. He wants to score one and hang on. Well, in fact, I think he wants to score none and hang on. We um, we are in a difficult position. We have got some weaknesses. 
primarily due to illnesses and, and non-availability, but also the fact that the, the cover are fairly junior players. But let's be fair, the Burke chap, he was recruited by the Clough team. Mm-hmm. He inherited uh, James uh, Clark. I mean, I don't know what, he's, what James Clark's done wrong to him because he seems to pick him out too often for my, my taste. Yeah, maybe he's uh, refused to take Bobby Dog for a walk, Nate. Cause... <laughs> Whatever. I mean, yeah. you, you sometimes players and managers don't see eye to eye or don't. There's well, a bad chemistry. I, don't, I can't. I, don't I think know. O'Keefe's the perfect example of that. Scouts. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think, right, I think when, when players are seeing eye to eye, I think O'Keefe's an example of that one. But um, just going back on to sort of the, you know, the, you're saying about the, the, the shape and the formation and things. The problem is, we were so much improved on Tuesday night. And then, I mean, I don't. To spin it, put a little bit of a spin on it. I don't think you know we weren't. We came up against a, a much better side in Exeter. I don't think many teams are going to go there and come away with three points, let or, or even a point. To be honest, it, you know they're, they're they're very good. They've got a great sort of record at home at the moment. So it was always going to be a difficult task. And actually, first half and obviously when we took the lead, we we were doing okay. I mean you kind of always felt like they were going to get a goal at some point. It was sort of inevitable and it's hard to rectify that when you really haven't got the players there. So we have got to deal with that at the moment, but it's where, where do we go? Because we did do really well with that formation and, and most of that personnel on, on, on Tuesday night against Port Vale and, and everyone and the, and the players got a sign ovation, which was, which was rightly so. It was just very contrast, wasn't it? Moving on to Saturday. Yeah, and uh, that's the problem. We we seem always to take one step forward, three steps back, and it's never going to get us, um, you know, where we want to be. And and that's the frustrating thing because we know how good we can be. You know, we've said it time after time again that on paper we've got the best midfield in League Two, but every single week they seem to continue to be playing on paper because they ain't bloody playing on the grass, are they, Clive? No. I'm just thinking I could be writing Mr. Clough's speech, his, 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 his um, interview later in the week. It's going to be the usual stuff, isn't it? We've played well enough to get something from that game. Um, you know, it's not easy when we've got 18 defenders out and, and perch, you know. Um, and I think, you know, the, the young fullbacks let us down again and blah, blah, blah. It's all going to be the same stuff. You may as well write it in advance. The uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop now having a go at Clough because I think, you know, he, he's in a position he didn't want to be in. And, and, and I have loyalty and faith in the club and, and 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 obviously the people that are in the management team at the moment but there are things that frustrate and and that's if we were winning eight nil every game nobody give a damn but we're not and we're looking for little things and they're not there can't understand why the subs came on so late yesterday what was the point in that yeah he does seem to do that quite a fair bit um as well it's almost like it almost did seem yesterday like he was waiting for them to score before we we made a change. Um, Roger says, I don't want to be negative, but if you score one, we'll score two. Um, and that's the problem. Scoring goals has not been solved from last season. And while that still happens, the season is likely to end badly. After a third of the season, I cannot see things changing. Uh, well, Nathan will pick out some stats for uh, for us on that uh, later, because last night he was very, very bored indeed, weren't you, Nate? <laughs> what was happening last night? Yeah, I don't know. I, it was one of those where I was, I was deflating that football. I thought, you know, I'm just going to go and get some get some stats out. Let's have a bit of um, reflection on where we are at the moment and where we've been in the past. And then after I'd done that and sent a few fo- a few few messages over to you in the group chat, I decided to uh, watch a lot of highlights from the 2018 season just to make me feel a little bit better. So I spent I got up to Northampton four 0 win at home and thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely, that's uh, exactly um, uh, what we want, really. It's exactly what we want. Um, I bet you were left feeling a little bit like this after Nath, weren't you? Oh, it's not going to play now. There it is. Not heard that for a long, long time, have <laughs> oh, we? That's, that's, that's going back the, the years, isn't it? That's, Absolute not, chills. Not made that noise in a while. <laughs> Uh, Russell says so far we'd have Gordon, Rawson, Hewitt, Johnson, Bowery, Clark. I think he's lost the dressing room now. Johnson has a face like a teenager who's been asked to uh, clean their room. Yeah, he's certainly not getting a look in um, at the moment, is he? Um, Colin says, how long do you think Clough will be given regardless a lot of the players? Are? Now, this is where we need to um, provide a bit more of that clarity and that clearness, um, which we... Uh, which we mentioned uh, earlier on, and that is um, the fact that, um, uh, you know, we uh, are still behind Clough and certainly, um, you know, want him to, to remain as manager. We said it year upon year that we don't get anywhere by chopping and changing, but ultimately football is a results-based business. And I think yesterday, our frustrations yesterday boil down to one question. Do we want Nigel Clough as manager and should Nigel Clough remain as manager? The answer to both parts of that question for me are yes. But it's the second part of it which uh, you have to look into and it's how long will he be given? Because at the moment, the performances aren't there. We've got players coming back and it's getting very, very frustrating. And I think the one thing that he needs to do, Clive, for me, is stop mentioning James Perch. Because every post-match interview, he does mention Mr. Perch and references the fact that he's out. And if he was back in, it's ifs and buts. Almost like us as Stags fans. Now, we have a laugh on this podcast by playing the clip every time we mention two players' names, one or two players' names. And on message boards and on, on Facebook pages, Twitters and all that, some Stags fans post pictures of ex-managers, in particular one um, that used to get us galvanised. Um and uh, get rid of that toxicity um, and solidifiers. I'm just getting them all out. Um, but in all seriousness, what he needs to do is he needs to stop mentioning Perch. We need to move on from that and say, look, we can't do anything about it. And if anything, let's find another way to get him back involved on match day. Let's get him, you know, on the touchline alongside Clough. Let, let's get him in, in that sort of role. Because if he can't lead on the pitch, we need to see him lead off the pitch because if we don't move on from it and in particular if Clough doesn't move on from it I think he could well be heading in in one direction and it's the direction of us having a managerial change episode again yeah I'd like to see Perch develop now into a a part of the coaching team Uh, it seems to be a natural progression anyway for a player that's coming towards the end of his career and has got local roots um, his level of personal commitment, I, I put on par with with uh, Murray and uh, Maguire and people like that, that that wore their hearts on their shirts. Didn't necessarily mean they turned out to be great managers, but as a part of a, a, a team of people committed to the cause, you wouldn't get better. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting quandary to to have, isn't it, Nath? But what about you? Do you think Clough needs to you know draw a line under it and maybe look at getting Perch alongside him to try and in, in inject a little bit more leadership if, if that's what he, he says he's missing or do you think he, he's just going to continue to hark on about going well it's all right and having him stood beside me but he's not still at centre half is he? he's not still at right back yeah I mean the problem is I think the reason is he's is mentioned him so much because I think he's feeling the pressure and I think he needs to I think he feels the need to remind the fans or whoever's whoever's watching or, and listening to the interviews that um you know we have had some bad luck with injuries and suspensions. But the problem is, 
we all know it now. We we all we're all well aware of that because we've we've heard it every every interview in the last you know, God knows how long. So it's not helping really, is it, to to, to keep hearing it every week, especially perched the fact that he I'd understand if he was, you know, a few a couple of months away from returning, but we know he's out for the season. So it's kind of like dangling a carrot there that like it's impossible to grab. You can't you can't you can't have it. It's not he's not gonna be ready. So I think yeah, he's gotta move on from that. If Perch can play any role even in the dressing room i don't know but um that's something you know for for them to sort out and perch himself whether he, that's something he wants to get into we don't know that so uh but yeah i think from nigel Cross's point of view it's a matter of um he's got to got to move on from that just another thing though when going back to sort of that question a moment ago about how long do we give him and and sort of where does that you know should do we still want him in for me i'm still a yes but i kind of i'm now thinking about it it's like a bit like a football manager game you know where you you look at your stats about how happy the fans are and you get like a, a percentage, don't you? 100% obviously supporting the, the manager and it goes goes up and down throughout the season. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get to 60% now around that region and that's not good because I'm with you. I don't want to, I really don't want to become that club that chops and changes so so soon. He's only been in the job for about, not even a year yet, um, but the percentage is, is dropping a little bit, mainly just because of a lot of stuff he he has been coming out and saying and, and how things are going in that sense. I think it's time for you to dig out your stats, Nathan, in, in, in a second and, and reveal uh, a little bit more on that. Um, I think for me, I, I'm with you. I don't want to chop and change managers, but it is a results-based business. I do fear where we are at the minute because I genuinely can't see where our next win's coming from. And that's more due to the fact that we have no identity. We say it week in, week out. We send, Our formation tends to work for half an hour in a game and, and, and that's it. And then... It just it just doesn't it just goes goes to pot. We need to to reinvent the wheel a little bit. We need to start from scratch, and that's what I was hoping that bringing O'Toole in uh, would do. And I, I very much want to see him in, in the side on 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 Saturday. I want to see Will Forrester as well. He may be a, an inexperienced player who's not got any football league experience really um, under his belt, Clive. But we bring in these players in, then play them. If we're bringing them in, we bring them in to compete and to play them. What I, I really, really dislike about Clough, and it's not a, a, a negative dig, it's just the, the the idea and the perception that I get, is that he seems to have this list of 11 players who were his first team starting 11, who, if fit, would, in his head or in on paper or whatever, would be competing in the top seven. And as soon as one Jenga block falls out of place the game begins, the un- the instability begins. And the more blocks which are removed from that 11, the more excuses he, he has. And I-, I really, really hate that idea of thinking because we are not an 11. We are a team. We are a squad. And for me, if we've got these players available, give them a go because on current form, on cu- current viewing, how much worse could they make it? Well, you can't run it. A professional football team on the, on the basis of it, it only works if the top 12 in your selection are available because they never are. We've got players who are out through suspensions, players who are injured, and we do have an injury prone squad as well, by the way, uh, and obviously players who disappear out of form. And so you've got to have a squad mentality. If he hasn't got that, then I'm surprised. But uh, you're right, he just favours certain people. I'm I'm losing a little bit of patience with Ollie Clark, for instance. Mm. Uh, I don't think he's a manager. Sorry, 
I don't think he's a captain. Um, I'm not even sure he's a good player at the moment. He certainly hasn't inspired any of the midfield activity. Uh, we're relying too much on Lapsley. Lapsley didn't have a, a good a game um, yesterday as he did on Tuesday. Um, and, and Maris came on but wasn't ready. I mean, there's all sorts of issues with the midfield at the moment, but they're, they're not insurmountable. We'll get through those. And people are lamenting the fact we're not scoring goals. Well, that's goes without saying we're not scoring enough goals we'll end up being the lowest scoring team in the league too if we're not if we carry on like this and uh, testimony to that was Jordan Bowery who I like on many levels he works hard I'm not sure he's right for us at the moment but he works really hard he's a good uh, holder of the ball um, he can occasionally run he can't head but the um, yesterday he had a god-given opportunity to get a, a strike in and chose not to. Now, I suspect, and again, please, it's only my opinion, I suspect he didn't have the courage. He didn't feel he could take responsibility for taking a shot and not scoring, and therefore he was looking for an out. And Clough picked up on that. Again, he's called him out. Um, and I, I think uh, that shows that the guy's not in form and doesn't have the confidence, and therefore, really, he ought to be rested. Yeah, I agree. I think... Um... There's a number of points. We'll talk Ollie Clark um, later, but let's stick with Bowery for a second. And this is what frustrates me again, Nath. We, you know, we, we referenced it before about substitutions. For whatever reason, he doesn't seem to fancy Sinclair other than for a couple of minute cameo. Um, he's got Danny Johnson, who scored X amount of goals in League Two last season, who all he needs is a run of games to find his feet and get that one goal, which will then unlock the rest. Riso, he, he keeps me, moving from pillar to post, out wide or through the middle. Personally, I think he's, he's capable through the middle, but he needs the right partner. We'd write Ollie Hawkins off for the minute until January for me because he, he's there at centre-back. But actually, now we've brought O'Toole in, that problem could be eradicated, and it may well be eradicated if Forrester turns out to be any good, but we won't know unless he gives them a bloody chance. Anyway, back on track. Um, the whole Barry situation, he chose to play him. He chose to 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 leave him on when he's, you know, you've got Sinclair there, you've got Law, you've got um Danny Johnson, you've got the young lad James Gale. Yes, he's not got any football league experience or any real experience, but you've got players there, enough attack-minded players to be able to take Bowery out and it not make too much of a difference. So if you can see he's knackered and you can see he's not doing it, why are you leaving him on? And there, and then at the end of the game, putting the onus on him? Because I think Clive's got something there, Nath. Maybe Bowery, and maybe this is true for a number of the players, don't have the courage to get a shot off at fear of what's going to be said in the dressing room or, more than likely into a microphone in front of a camera after the game. Yeah, well, I mean, they're not going to have courage because of the run of results we've been on. So they're already going to be low on confidence. Uh, but yeah, like like you say there, and like we've, we've mentioned about Clark and Burke and a few others that have been mentioned, it's not going to help them one ounce uh, a bit to, to then be outed on, um, you know, on here <laughs> in the media afterwards. Uh, far from it, especially when the heads are already down and, and, and low. So, um, you know, that... I feel for, for Barry in that sense because, you know, it, basically it feels like we lost that game on Exeter if you, if you go by what was said afterwards because of Burke, Clark and, and, and Barry. And I don't think it was, it definitely wasn't just them that weren't performing. So it's harsh for, for them to take a, you know, bulk of the, bulk of the blame. Oh, don't forget um, he had a dig at Lapsley as well. 
because yeah, he did he made boys, a bad yeah. decision to uh, interfere with a free kick, which resulted in his fifth uh, yellow card, and therefore he's suspended oh, yeah, for the next match. Did um, I, I kind of felt like um, Bowery going off at that point was a punishment as well for missing that that chance. Um, yeah. so that's you know felt felt to me at that point. So Bowery wasn't having his, his best game, but we've also no, seen him be worse as well. Um, so there's, there's that. But I, I, I at that point I felt that was more of a punishment. But then in in the interview he said it was his fitness. But then he did come on to say about him missing that chance. I was like, was it his fitness? Was that decision made because of his fitness at that point, or was it? A punishment for for making a hash of that 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 chance, and then Exeter to go going going down the other end and scoring. Let's Which go. I back don't to... think it's a good management uh, ta- tactic, really. Absolutely. Let's go back to some more comments. Uh, Tim says, "Craig, I agree. We have a good uh, slash great squad, but you need to play them all over a period uh, of time." Roger says, "Clough is his favourites. That for sure. Uh, that is for sure. No, Jason Law not getting a game." Um, Jamie adds, what happened to playing Law and Sinclair? I don't think Clough likes playing players who get get on with the uh, fans. Uh, Richard says, definitely agree with Clive uh, re Ollie Clark. Certainly doesn't lead by example as often goes missing. And there was a discussion earlier on in the comments as well about whether he'd still be captured. I think we've pretty much uh, all agreed uh, that'd be a resounding no. And that's no disrespect to him at the minute. I just think we've said it before, um, you know, that we need uh, a bit of... Uh, uh, direction. Um, Glyn says, I think James Clark is our best right back, in my opinion. Gordon is a winger and not a full back. And uh, that's another reason why I was talking about going three at the back as well earlier on, because you can push him when he comes back a little bit higher and get him attacking. You know, with, with Charles is supporting McLaughlin uh, is similar on the left hand side as well. Uh, Tim says, a season is made up of 46 uh, plus games. Um, Robert says, yesterday, Bowery couldn't defend or strike. Very poor season from him for me. Johnson, just about the same from our strikers. Who's going to get uh, goals? Lee says, totally agree. Johnson needs that run of games uh, to make an impact. Uh, And Gary says, so frustrating yesterday. Every time we cleared the ball, it came straight back. Why not shove Hawkins up front and put Forrest to centre-half? Hawkins can hold the ball up to allow midfielders um, to come in. Um, uh, and Paul says, I get sick of Cl- Clough keeps saying uh, um, uh, um, at the start of every sentence. He must be sick of me <laughs> as well today then, uh, for which uh, I can only apologise. And yes, I did slip that one uh, in on purpose. Um, let's go back to some more comments. Uh, keep them coming in. Really want to hear your thoughts on uh, today's show. Lots of um, Lots of them flooding in. So far, we will hear from Nigel Clough in a couple of minutes uh, time uh, as well. But let's round off yesterday's game uh, before we do, Clive. And I think one question which w- was mentioned earlier, and one thing we've not highlighted really, is the positives. We've spoken about the negatives quite a lot. And I think it's unfair uh, to not highlight the few positives that they were in that game. And the first one is the fact that actually we've scored a, a decent team goal to, uh, from a very good set piece. Yes, that's a rarity, isn't it? We've, uh, and I, that's why I'm not. I'm less worried about leaving Hawkins in the centre of defence at the moment because he can always come up for free kicks, which is exactly what happened. And he's the perfect person to dispatch it if we get the right ball into him, which we did. Yeah, we did, and we, you know, we did create other chances uh, as well. Obviously, Bowery's one which was squandered is by the by, but we we played well in spells, but we've just got to find our groove, and I think. One thing for me, Nath, is 
it, it's finding that and it's finding the right personnel to do it. Uh, another positive though was that of uh, Farron Rawson, and he again had another good game. And I, I think for me, Nath, it's the partnership with Ollie Hawkins which is which, which is doing it. He seems to play off him really, really well. Yeah, I mean, sadly we haven't got my, my favourite stat of yours, which was. Uh... Whilst Hawkins was was back in centre back, we hadn't considered a goal from open play. That that's gone now, unfortunately. But yeah, I'll let that. Still... <laughs> I will. I will let that go. Um, as long as Clough lets go of the perch thing. All right, so you're not going to let go. All right then. Um... <laughs> no, I will let it go because otherwise, and <laughs> because I know there is somebody out there who will take great delight in sending me stats on on that to prove me wrong. So I will let it go because it's no longer a fact. Although when I said it at the time, for context, it was a fact. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so anyway, um, yeah, I, I think we, we have seen it. Uh, yeah, I think Faz uh, has, been, has been improved. And like I say, more so when um, Hawkins has been next to him, which is which is interesting. So it's something that you wouldn't necessarily expect, is it? Um, so there's, there's positives. There. There, there, there are a few little bits of positives. And I... Like I say, if we go back to, to to Saturday, we had a lot more positives. We were a much better side, and we, we we should have won that game. But it's just disappointing that that really could have been a that should have been something to build on, and instead we've we've ended up like you said going going back another three steps. I mean that's disappointing because I kind of felt at the end at the end of that game, um, you know, when when the we did get a, around you know, a stand innovation from the from the fans to a certain extent that. Um, there's a little bit more togetherness there between the sort of the, the team and the and the fans, but that seems to have again gone gone out the window very very quickly, which is a very disappointing, you know, very disappointing to see. So, but there, there still are some little bits of positives that I think will get better as players do return. But the problem is we might get players returning, but that doesn't guarantee that we aren't going to pick up any more injuries as the season goes on. It's, there's no guarantee in that, is there? And that, Nigel, is why you have to use your squad and not the 11, paper, 11 names you scribbled on your piece of paper at the start of the season. Togetherness, though, Clive, is a, is a key word. We'll hear from Nigel in a second. Let's finish on this uh, on in regards of yesterday's game. Togetherness does seem to be missing um, a little bit, which is something we need to work on. Get them out and, you know, get them, them bonded. I thought it might have worked a little bit with a, an overnight stay at the weekend. We need something to, to happen to pull them together because you could see after the game, that the players do care, in particular Ollie Hawkins, who let out a very loud scream of anger, which we could hear, and uh, apologised to the fans uh, who were around the, the tunnel as he uh, walked off unhappy. Yeah, and just going back to the point of context, I mean, the context of this game in any other circumstances are we wouldn't have expected to win there anyway because uh, they're flying high and we're not. And they're a good footballing outfit, as was proved yesterday. And, and, and many other teams will go there and get beaten heavier than we did. So there's some positives in there. You mentioned uh, the two centre-backs. Apart from they collided and fell to the floor for the first goal, which is just one of those things, I suppose. But of course, according to Mr Clough, it wasn't their fault. It was the full-backs' fault. But the, um, and the other thing was that, you know, he goes under the radar a lot. But Oaks had a really good game yesterday before he came off. Yeah. I mean, he worked out, he worked his socks off and and actually I, I've, I'm going to like the lad he just needs a bit of a break as well but sorry what was the question oh yeah context yeah this there there is there's two perspectives here there's ours well there's three there's our perspective which we, which is unique to us there's a fan's perspective and there's what I would like to call the Guildford perspective 
Uh, and they're all going to be different, and everybody's got a view, and everybody's got an entitled to a view. It's just that some people, and oh, there's no point naming names, feel they've got a greater authority than others. And one man who does have a greater authority than others is the man who is the one we're all talking about. It is Nigel Clough. Let's hear his post-match comments as the Stags throw away a one-goal lead to lose 2-1 away at Exeter City. Here he is speaking to I Follow Stags. Keep your comments coming in. Enough to get at least a point out of the game. Having gone 1-0 up with, what, just after half-time, um, I thought we defended well enough at that period. Uh, and it's just the one ricochet into the box where both our centre-halves have sort of ended up on the floor and they've chipped it back in to get the equaliser. The longer it goes at 1-0, uh, the more the game opens up. Uh, but we didn't feel under great pressure at that point in terms of Bish had very few saves to make in that in that period of the game. Uh, you know, this, the winner comes from the two young fullbacks, unfortunately. Uh, one cross from the left and then James Clark's gone under it at the other end uh, and that's what, and it's actually gone under uh, Nathan Bishop, I think. He said it's almost rolled down his shin, so uh, I think there's an element of misfortune about that one, but it is. Uh, comes from the, the two young fullbacks. We couldn't quite see it out. It's just what we've been asking for, put the ball in the right area and attack it in a goal-scoring position. And we did both things and got the goal and you're looking then for it to really uh, sort of energise everybody and say, come on, we've got 35, 40 minutes now, everything we can. Uh, some players did that, some players didn't. But I thought over the whole game, they didn't cause us, forget the last last five minutes or whatever, last five, ten minutes when we're pushing forward. Uh, over the whole game, I didn't think they caused us too many problems. I mean, we had to bring Jordan off because he looked uh, absolutely shattered, missed a couple of weeks of pre-season. Uh, so he really needs to do some physical work. Uh, so he's in good enough shape to be able to play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday at the level required in League Two, uh, which he didn't look to be in the second half today I think when you go when you get sent clear or half clear as he was uh, and you end up with no shot of any kind very very frustrating that good to get George Maris back on the pitch but he didn't look right when he came on and ultimately we need our two first choice fullbacks back I think to compete sorry I thought we'd have got a result today if we had two for no the two young lads are two young lads and we had to play them uh, but I think if we'd have had our two first choice fullbacks out there today uh, any one any two of the uh, one of the right backs that we've got uh, Perch Hewitt or Gordon uh, and Macker at left back I think we'd have got a result today Nigel Clough speaking to iFollow Stags. You can watch that interview in full by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Again, I don't know why I do this every week by playing that interview because it's got me all fired up and annoyed again because I, I forgot about the, the bit where he interrupted the question to have a further dig at James Clark and the fullbacks. <sighs> One day, we might all have something positive uh, to say. Uh, keep your comments coming in. We'll be here for another 10 minutes or so. Um, whilst you do that, um, just a reminder that the Stags can take a break from league action in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, two weeks yesterday, two weeks on Saturday, the Stags were heading up to Sunderland, flying high in League One at the moment. For the second successive season, they'll take Sunderland on in the first round of the, uh, the Emirates FA Cup. And if you want to head to that game and you want to uh, go on the coach, the SSA have got around 10 coaches uh, pre-booked uh, for that one. And if you want to get yourself involved with that, you need to purchase yourself a travel ticket. Full details, uh, you can call 07967 689 597. That's 07967 689 597. Or go and see the guys uh, on their little stall in and around Sandy's on Saturday at home to Tranmere to get that. And where they may be uh, on, on the trip to Sunderland, I'm not going to guarantee it, but there may be some bus bingo, Clive, maybe a bit of a quiz as well. Because to be honest, that was probably the highlight of yesterday, wasn't it? Bus bingo. 
No, the highlight was the quiz because I won it. Oh, I knew he was going to say that. I knew he was going to say it. Fixed. No, it wasn't fixed because he couldn't. <laughs> he didn't see the questions. So I had them hidden on my phone. Even I actually didn't know the answers to some of the and questions. And there was no prize either, let me tell you. Well, well this is a great game. No, no. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. There would have been a prize, but it was a mug. And Clive's got three boxes of them in his garage. So what, are you doing? Mugs. what are you doing <laughs> winning that, Clive? You know we need to get these mugs out, don't you? You can't be yeah, winning them yourself. Well, we're going we're gonna to come up with some promotion where lots and lots of people will be successful in acquiring a mug. Yes, uh, they will, um, especially in a quiz night, a virtual quiz night uh, Possibly virtual, or maybe I'm going to send one. Uh, I'm going to send one to Mr. Clough anyway. I think he deserves one. Uh, maybe, maybe it's a representation of what all we are as Stags fans for getting up at four thirty on a Saturday morning, travelling five hours on a coach to watch us lose. What are we mugs? Anyway, uh, moving uh, swiftly on. Uh, call the SSA 07967 689597 uh, to get yourself a travel ticket um, to Sunderland um, as well. Lots of stuff uh, on that. Uh, a question from Jim in the comments, Nath, uh, and that is what would the Radfords uh, be saying at the moment? It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because they know, I think, that they brought him in for a project. Like we've said a number of times, You know, it wasn't going to be a fix overnight, but we have, and this is where your stats will come into, uh, come into contention, perhaps slipped further backwards than we would have liked to have moved forwards. It's like a game of snakes and ladders at times. We rolled a dice, got a six, hit a ladder, shot up, Rolled a one, hit a snake, and we've gone back down, maybe behind where we started. Stats, please. Um, I, I mean, I've not actually got the stats up in front of me, so you might have to, if you want to cross-reference anything, you might have to get the uh, group messenger up. But um, I mean, the, the main point I was trying to make is actually we're, we are in the exact same position after 14 games as we were this time last year. So, um, you know, those that are people are basically saying we're down already and, and we're gone. We're, 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 we're far from that. There's... Somebody said in the comments earlier, there's 46 games in a season and I there's a lot to play for. And I still believe as players do come back and touch wood, we don't lose many more. Um, we'll have enough in the team to to certainly get away from relegation. It then comes to a matter of, again, what are the expectations from us as supporters? Because this is one of the things that annoys me quite a lot. And because I, I think as a club, we've got, well, as, as a set of supporters, we have too high of expectations for for our club because as much as we'd love to say, and obviously we want to be ambitious, we want to get to League One, obviously, or, or even the Championship, which is obviously what was said when, when the Radfords first came in, which is obviously the aim, isn't it? That's where every club our size wants to get to. But if you're going to be realistic, how you know that's, that's a very ambitious uh, target. But looking at our history, I, I went to the last... Um, sort of went over the league tables over, over the last few years. Since we've been a back in the league, our average league position has been 13th. Before we went out of the out of the league, so going back into the 2000s, so from 2001 through to 2008, our average finish then was 11th. So we've always basically been a mid-table League 2 side. So it's <laughs> why do we always feel like as a club we are entitled to the top three and if we finish anything below that, it's not good enough. I think two we need names, to be perspective. There's, there's, there's two names to answer that question. Steve Evans, David Flickcroft. They are the reason why we as a collective of fans feel like we're a top-end club. Because I agree, sometimes we're not. And I, I actually sometimes think that we've not got the, um, uh, the, the same budget as what people perhaps perceive. Not um, anymore. Yeah, than the, the what we have. Certainly had it under... 
um, Evans and, and, and Dave, but uh, certainly not perhaps under the last couple of managers um, or so. Tim says, Nathan, uh, that's rubbish. Blind faith is the foundation of being a Stag supporter. We expect promotion every year. The problem is, though, Tim, to back up my uh, to back up my friend, um, is that uh, 23 other teams in the league also have the same yeah. blind faith. And Nathan is genuinely allowed to have blind faith. So there you <laughs> Sorry go. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate, got to get the jokes in. <laughs> the blind stag, that's why, sir. Absolutely. Uh, Roger you blind, said, I, I don't know that. <laughs> Learn something like, new every day, mate. It's a bit like. And guess what? Knowing... I'm the new centre back next week. It's a little bit like it's a little bit like us not knowing that James Perch is out injured. Thanks for that, Nigel. Can I just uh, go back to the Flitcroft thing for a minute? Because I've been reading a load of comments on like social hand, media. My hands hovering over the button. Social <laughs> media. There's a fair number of people lamenting the fact that we, he was our best manager and we ought to get him back. Not that he could ever come back, but. Uh, I've I've looked back on some of my notes of of, of your and uh, those very same commentators were calling this gentleman flip flop for a long period of time. So they've changed their tune, haven't they? Well, there you go. That's football, isn't it? It's a game of an opinions. Uh, Nathan says every year we dream of promotion, but as they have always said, it's the hope that kills you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Richard I mean, says there's a difference though between hope and expectations. This is what frustrates me a little bit, and that's why I think sometimes. I mean. I'm not comparing this to where we are right now because obviously sitting 23rd in the table, everyone's got a right to be upset and concerned. So obviously this is kind of irrelevant to this moment right now. But I'm just saying in general terms, we, we I think we need to just um, recalculate our expectations a little bit. And I feel like previous times have, we, we took a bit for granted because we didn't enjoy them when they were there. Well, some people didn't enjoy them whilst, whilst when they were in those situations. I think so I'm said, just I'm just bitter. I think about yeah previous times, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's because it's still so fresh in your mind and your hearts, isn't it? Sometimes uh, Richard says, from my point of view, the investment by the Radfords off the pitch leaves us in a much stronger position than most clubs in our division. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's it's sometimes got to be looked at um, in moderation as well. I did say when we did say actually this time, almost this time last year when Clough came in, that it might not be this season. And Clough said it at the start of the season himself. He says what we're going to try and do is get a promotion. But the emphasis was on the word try. And if we don't do it this season, then we'll certainly have a much better go at it next season. I think for me, it's more the fact of where we are in the league table. 23 is a dangerous place to be, as we saw quite a lot last season, especially towards the end when we had that bit of a bad run and we were sort of looking at results a lot, lot more uh, closely and things like that. For me, the lowest I want to see Mansfield, or I'd be happy at seeing Mansfield, is around uh, 16th to 18th. Anywhere below there um, is uh, is a bit of a, a questionable one. Uh, Peter says, when the Radfords came in, they said we will be in Division 1 club in 10 years. They've put a vast amount of money into trying to do this, and I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Successive managers and players... But everything goes belly up. Uh, Graham says, first match I went to versus Crew, 1964 season opening match, halfway down Division 4, 57 uh, years later, I'd take halfway. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about the thrill of the chase and the love of the game. And we will delve into this a lot, lot more um, in future weeks as well. Because in a couple of weeks' time... If he gets there, Clive, and I think he will because people have asked this question and we need to address this question. I'm trying to find out the exact wording of the question um, and who it was from to, um, in fact, I found it, um, to, to do it justice. Um, 
is it will be Nigel Clough's one year anniversary of being appointed Stags manager. And I think it's it, it's poignant to end on what I think will be a positive. Might not be. You never know. My thoughts today have, uh, have gone awry already. But uh, Mark has asked to all three of you. Do you have confidence in Clough to oversee another transfer window? Given his first two windows, John Radford has to has got to be feeling nervous. Um, I'll go around the panel. I'll start with Clive, then Nathan, and then I'll give my say in it. So, Clive, over to you. I've lost a lot of confidence in Clough's team to recruit players based on what they've done. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope next time round we get some really successful acquisitions. But so far, I've been singularly unimpressed. I'm going to add a second part to the question as well. Um, and that's, do you have confidence in Clough to continue as manager and turn around the form we are in? Yes. Nathan, over to you. Same question. First about the transfer window uh, and then, oh, he's, he's just died on me. Uh, there, Let's get him back. Let's see if we can get him back in the uh, in the room. Nathan, come in, Nathan. Are you there? I'm, I'm here, but... Uh, it's my, my personal heart. My phone's just died, so I've gone back onto another Wi-Fi. So sorry if I drop out a little bit. Yeah, we, that's definitely going to happen. Uh, the question is, the two-part question is, first of all, from Mark, do you think, um, do you have the confidence in Clough to oversee another transfer window? Given his first two windows, Radford has got to be feeling nervous. Um, difficult one. Um, I'm looking at the team now and I'm I think I'd have to really look at it and see who were Clough signings and who weren't. And uh, <laughs> there's not many there anyway that you'd say a good player. The last transfer winners haven't been great. Um, so I'd like, I'd hope it'd be better, but January is never easy as it is. Um, but I still think it deserves a bit of time to see how we get on with more players. That, that's overall my overall feeling at the moment. But for me, it's all sort of uh, the start of December. If it carries on like this, I'd bother. Uh, my, my answer marks part of the question. Uh, do I have confidence in Clough to see another transfer window? No, I don't, um, to be honest. I think he's failed in the two. The first one he had was the January transfer window last season, which is always a difficult window anyway, notoriously for shifting out players and bringing in players. And But again, we waited far too long to identify targets and didn't quite get where we want. The only blessing last time around was the arrival of Stephen Quinn, um, who you know did really invigorate the second part of the season and has gone on since to sign permanently. Um, summer window, I don't think he's done the, the right business. I was frustrated in some of the players we let go, although I understood it because the job was to lower the, the wage budget um, and streamline it. And I think... Uh, he, he did that well, but we didn't adequately replace them. And this is one of my issues I had with him yesterday. He slated Ryan Burke. Well, Ryan Burke was his signing. If you don't think he's good enough, then why sign him in the first place? Go after somebody who is good enough, who is going to compete and who is going to, um, you know, be adequate enough to to come and sit in and uh, and do the job when your first choice in, in McLaughlin is out. If we don't sign a, a decent centre-back within the first week um, slash two weeks of January, I will lose faith altogether in, in in what his staff are doing. And I do have serious questions a little bit like Clive does over um, the recruitment process and, and things like that, because it's like I've said a number of times, 
between Naylor turning us down or Jake Spate turning us down on, on behalf of uh, Naylor, his agent, of course, um, to signing Narty and Forrester on deadline day. You had a, a vast amount of time to identify, negotiate and sign um, other players on your list. And I think that's very frustrating. There's another question, um, which I think is a, a, a good question um, from, uh, where is it? Where has it gone? Uh, there, from Jamie, uh, who says, question for you all. Why do you have faith in Nigel Clough, and I think it's more of a not necessarily having faith in him. It's more of a wanting it to work. For me personally, he's got a proven record of turning clubs around and being successful with clubs. And I won't delve into it too much, and I don't want to delve into it too much now because what I want to hopefully do is get to the point where it is celebrating these his year anniversary and talk more in depth about it, it then. But very briefly, I'll say. My faith comes in his extract record and the fact that us as a club clearly haven't been successful for the past God knows how many seasons in having one manager a season. Longevity is key, but I also appreciate it's a results-based business. Uh, brief thoughts from Nathan and Clive on that. Let's keep it brief on this topic. Like I say, I think it will ruin a future show if we delve into it too much. So uh, so Clive, your your thoughts for, first on, uh, on Jamie's uh, comment. Uh, I, I've I've prepared to stick with Clough because I don't see that changing the manager at this point is ever going to be a good idea, and I'm not sure there's anybody else out there that's better equipped. Uh, Nathan, just to add on that, somebody did put the available managers out there for the for the Kyle Al job at the minute. There weren't many attractive options there, and <laughs> which is the point that was made. And, and John John Radford liked that on Facebook, so say take that out of. Yeah, as much as you want, but um, yeah, out of view, I think it's more want to, to 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 do well. I think his track record is there. I wanted to see us a little bit more, a bit of longevity in a manager because time will benefit us like it has for a lot of other clubs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no time for a man of the match vote today, um, but I think honourable mentions should be given. Clive, do you agree? Yeah. Um. So your honourable mentions, uh, please. Dean Fawkes and Craig Priest. Cheers. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I get a tweet every day from Nathan H, so I'm not quite sure why. Uh, on why your, on, on the field, uh, there are two that I, I think of. One is Reese Oaks, and uh, Oaks, and the other one is uh, my friend that you always berate me for being too supportive of, Mr. Far End, as the bloke on the commentary, <laughs> Far End Rawson. Yes, Mr. Farend Rawson and Mr. George Lapsley were particular right. favourites uh, yesterday. Um, for me, I you know I agree. I, I think I've said it before. I've said it in the podcast earlier. Rawson's improved with Hawkins alongside him. I thought he did a, a good job yesterday. And Reese Oates as well deserves an honourable mention, as does Nathan Bishop. Somebody made a comment about Nathan Bishop earlier, uh, which I apologise that I missed, and we don't quite have time to, to dwell over that now. But we certainly will in a future uh, in a future episode. Um, Tranmere next week, obviously got to try and uh, turn things around. And I'm going to put this out there now. We, we might not get to do a podcast in the week. So I'm going to take your early um, podcast predictions, uh, if I may, mainly because of work commitments. I'm also away on Thursday. It's a bit of a busy week for me um, this week. Hopefully we might try and get time to do one. But just in case we don't, I'll take your podcast predictions. And this is where Nathan Edge gets a smile on his face because he goes back to the top of the leaderboard 
after predicting a 2-1 defeat yesterday, which means he picks up three sweet points. So on that basis, Nathan, um, Tramir on Saturday next weekend. Let me know uh, your prediction, please. Um, that's my gut instinct is 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 another defeat, but I can't I can't do it. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna go one one with. Um, I still think I think Resos is gonna get one. So Resos, uh, Clive, two 0 win, Oaks and Hawkins. Okay, uh, I am gonna go for a three uh, one win. Ambitious, I know. Oh. What have I'm you two added in your mugs today? Two um, old goals, eh, Craig? Yeah, uh, Stephen <laughs> Quinn, uh, Ollie Hawkins, and you know what? I'm going to put, I'm going to back him. I'm going to go JJOT. I'm going to go John Joe Tall for a home home debut goal from a Tyrese Sinclair long throw bicycle kick. Let's go for it. Why not? Obviously, if that happens, <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, in all seriousness, though, you can play along with podcast predictions. You've been doing so all month for the chance to win. One of these Mansfield Matters mugs, the person who has the most correct predictions at the end of the month will win um, a podcast uh, podcast mug. And uh, for the final game of the month, we're going to do a triple point Saturday. So it could all change. So everything, not for us as a podcast panel, um, because, you know, I can't be bothered to do the maths on that. But for you guys at home, it's going to be a triple point Saturday. Saturday. So if you correctly guess the scoreline, say like Nathan, you go for a one-all draw and it is one-all, you will not get three points. You will not get six points. You will get nine points. If you correctly identify the goal scorer, you will not get one point. You will not get two points. You will get three I think we've got this, you know, Craig. So there you know. There there you go. (laughs) You've picked it up. So it's a triple point uh, final weekender where you can win yourself a Mansfield Matters mug. The link to get involved is in the description right now. Stay tuned for our social media uh, on that uh, as well. I want to do a last a little uh, uh, shout out as well. Um, in the comments, Roger says, uh, like your optimism. Yeah, absolutely. But yesterday, Clive, uh, on the bus, you know, we do uh, have had a laugh about me doing bingo and, and doing the quiz. It was good to provide some entertainment. I was Delighted that we got the opportunity um, to do that. I really appreciated it. Um, but the raffle was won, uh, not the raffle, sorry, the uh, the bingo was won yesterday by a groundhopper and blogger and a co-host of a another podcast, the uh, the Fan A Fan podcast, the uh, which is topless at the turnstiles. Go and follow him uh, on uh, Twitter. He was very grateful for for winning the mug um, as well. So just want to give a little shout out. Who mentioned us? Um, including a nice picture of the Mansfield Matters mug in his little um, blog as well. So that was very much uh, appreciated. As always, we do end on lessons. Uh, Nathan's lesson is to get better broadband. We already know that, but there's got to be some other lessons in there as well, Nate. So uh, what's your takeaway lesson for Mansfield Town yesterday as we went down the road most travelled, and that was Mansfield Town taking one step forward and 7,462 back. <laughs> um, my, my, my lesson would be one for the club to possibly learn and, and maybe quickly before it loses more fans is to uh, come out and, 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 I don't know, find a way to uh, butter up the, the Stags fans a little bit by showing a bit of, sort of uh, gracious towards their support. Clive, what about, what about you? 
concentrate on rebuilding confidence. Oh, there's a lot of C's in there. Concentrate on rebuilding. Good job I got my teeth in. Rebuilding uh, confidence. Thank you very much for that. Uh, thank you very much to everybody at home as well for getting involved. We'll hopefully see you two later on in the week. Much appreciated your time today. Um, as always, to you guys at home, uh, thanks very much for getting involved in the chat. Lots of great discussions today. Keep it going on our social media pages. Uh, we'd really love uh, to hear your thoughts, as always, um, on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield will always matter. That, though, is all we've got time for on today's show. So lessons to take away from you. And that is, of course, that Nigel Clough has to learn damage limitation. Find a way to butter up for Stags fans. Clive says, concentrate on rebuilding self-confidence. I think I'm on the same track line as Nathan Edge. To Mr. Clough, we know that there is passion. We know that there is love and a combined want to win a game of football. But just take a second and think before you speak. Clarity, clearness, and calm. That's what is needed to take Mansfield Town forward. Next up, Tranmere Rovers at the Wonkwall Stadium. Get yourself down there, back the voice, because this must end at some point. Surely? There's only one way to find out, and that's to follow the journey. Why? Because Mansfield, win, lose, or draw, no matter the distance, will always matter. Until next time, goodbye. Are you sick and tired of not being thanked by the manager when making the journey to an away match? Do you need to relax after ranting when he throws players under the bus? What you need is a mug. mtfcmatters.co.uk Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com code SUMMER. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.